Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. How good of a conversationalist are you? How would you rate yourself? That's a fun question to start on Monday morning, that right? It is a good, it's a good conversation. It's too early it's a to good have conversation. a conversation starter, right? <laughs> like, don't talk to me before I have coffee. Uh, <laughs> you yes. know, some people will wear that, a t-shirt. Oh, yes. Says, like, Absolutely. But first, coffee. Like, don't, don't, right. don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. The conversation is kind of a lost art. If you've ever noticed, it, it used to be that people would do small talk when they were in settings mm-hmm. where yeah. with other people. And now, what do you see? Everybody's got their head where? Down in their phone. Down in their phone. And so. (laughs) And I'm really nervous for the new generation. I'm watching my teen son with a friend who's sitting either on the couch next to him or the seat behind me in the car. And they are texting. I'm like, turn it right behind you. Yes. And that is their conversation. (laughs) That's so funny. Where are the words? You know, this is the time of year where lots of gatherings happen. Mm -hmm. So you've got your holiday parties and you've got your family gatherings and sometimes it's intimidating to what do you what do you talk about? How do we avoid like the landmines? We don't want to yeah, start sure. arguments across the, the Christmas table. Right. You know, and a lot of times it's easier to just kind of default to. So the bears. Yeah. How about those? Ba- you know, <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be talking uh, this week about preparation. It feels like a season of preparation. You're preparing your home. You might be preparing uh, for a meal. But there are lots of other areas that we want to be prepared in as we move toward Christmas. And one of them is communication. So kind of an odd topic. But so important, we want to be ready for the conversation so we can make the most out of the time that we have with the people that we love, yeah. or maybe the people that we tolerate. <laughs> yes, Ellie, we else? love them, but yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. We want to really mm-hmm. be ready spiritually to have conversations that are meaningful, that are life-giving, that ultimately point people to Jesus. So I hope that we're able to do that a little bit for you this morning. We're going to have um, an expert who wrote a book on conversations that we can highly recommend. We're going to have some of our own stories. So it's going to be a really good Monday morning, maybe even an update from Carl. That's all coming up. Hang on with the team after the show. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. Well, Days of Christmas continues today, so make sure you're signed up, and many of you have already done so. But if you've missed it, uh, the online entry form, just text CHRISTMAS, and we'll send it to you. Text CHRISTMAS to 312-274-9624. Then be listening in the 8 o'clock hour. Around 830 is when we give you the cue to call in. Then the fun starts. The live opening of gifts on Facebook and on air around 840. So make sure you're with us. Colossians 4, 6 says this, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Young Thunder, when it comes to conversations, what what would you say is your biggest struggle? And I can give you some buckets to kind of give you what I mean. For some people, it's I, I, I would prefer not to talk at all. I kind of just want to mind my own business. Sure. For, for some people, it's I talk to everybody, but I don't feel like the conversations are very meaningful. Ah, okay. Those would be two examples. Yeah, I think the struggle for me is how to 
move the conversation along sometimes, you know, past a certain level of surface. Yeah. You know, so I've got the, you know, the general questions that we all kind of ask everybody, mm-hmm. you know, if it's say I'm meeting someone the first time, you know, oh, great. Where do you work? How long have you lived here? Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, but once I kind of get through those questions, it's hard for me to think of, okay, how can I keep, I want to keep talking to you. How mm-hmm. can I keep doing that? Because right now I just can't think of anything else to say. Okay. That's that. I think that's a common struggle. Yeah. Super die. What what would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to conversations? Um, especially in that kind of setting, I tend to be an introvert. Mm-hmm. So my biggest struggle is actually beginning the conversation. I'm the one who wants to sit in the back of the room <laughs> and just observe. OK. And people kind of take it the wrong way, like I'm being standoffish mm. or I'm being this way. And I'm really not. I am so engaged because I'm watching body language. I'm watching just relationships and I'm watching conversations. But for me, just to start and actually speak, that's kind of one of my struggles, yeah. surprisingly, you would think. I yeah, because we, we talk on radio right. for a living. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I, I see funny things in my kids being the kids of a radio host. Sure. So we were, I was in the car and I, we, I was driving carpool to basketball practice. So we picked up my son's friend and and it was quiet in the car for a little while yeah. and you know when you're in radio you you don't really want it to be quiet there. So it's, it's almost yes. as if my son sort of picked up on this and oh. so he turns to his friends his one friend and he goes so tell me what a typical day looks like for you <laughs> oh That's so and so this little buddy like chimes up immediately and starts marching him through like blow by blow of his whole school day. But I just was laughing to myself. Like he thought, I think someone needs to start a conversation. (laughs) So let me throw a question out there. So funny. I was so so proud of him. (laughs) Tell me, tell me what your day looks like at school. (laughs) Well, I start out in math class and then we go to about 15 minute uh, break period. And then (laughs) I'm proud of his friend for like answering. He was yeah. He was thrilled because he asked him a question about something that he was interested in that he See? could talk about. Oh. And so and then he turns it back. Well, what about your day? And of course, my son wanted to share about his day, too. So it was funny to listen to two kind of 10, 11 year olds <laughs> yeah. navigate well, a conversation. Well, you asked you asked us, what is one of your struggles then? I would say I have no problem starting a conversation with people. I, I ask my kids, I talk to anyone Mm-hmm. anywhere. But like Jonathan, I think sometimes it's hard to kind of get past the surface level. And one other thing that I've noticed, especially as of late, is that when you bump up against something that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. How do I struggle with how to communicate opposition? Like, yeah. oh, hey, yeah, I actually am not with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Without sounding like I'm combative or looking for an argument. So expressing disagreement in a way that doesn't shut down conversation, but also doesn't just let a, a an idea that is I oppose kind of go by unchecked. Yeah. Yeah. And so some and not saying that you need to be out there opposing people all the time, but you know what I mean when some when something happen. just yeah. gets thrown out and you're like, wait, wait a second, actually there's another way to look at that. And I, I'm not sure I see it the same way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's difficult because you're right. You do want to, uh, you know, 
you don't want to make them feel alienated against you. Right. But you do also sometimes need to, you know, kind of put out there, I'm not affirming what you're saying. Exactly. And it's, and those can be really, really tricky. So we're coming up in this next half hour, we're going to have a, a, like I consider her an expert. She really is one of my favorite people to chat with. I've done a couple of interviews with her. I've done a podcast with her and she's got such practical tips for navigating Mm -hmm. conversations and sharing your faith. And so we're going to bring her in coming up in the next half hour. But first, speaking of conversations, I want to tell you about a woman in the Boom Crew (laughs) who I got a chance to hear her whole story recently. Let me tell you about a conversation she had on an airplane that radically changed her life. You talk about being intimidated. You sit out on a plane, somebody wants to start talking. Yes. That can be awkward. Very. This is one (laughs) of the coolest stories, coolest strangers who met on an airplane story I've ever heard. I'm going to share it with you coming up. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, I'm not surprised by this. When you got someone who is... um, an advanced writing curricula person in an English department, they learn how to communicate. Yes. And then they realize, ruh-roh, we got communication problems out there on the streets. <laughs> Are you struggling with conversations? Small talk sometimes feels awkward and overwhelming, and then it goes deep, and that's not easier either. We've got a special guest, Heather Holloman, an associate teaching professor at Penn State, also of, uh, also author of a book we're featuring called The Six Conversations, Pathways to Connecting in an Age of Isolation and Incivility. So a free question to start us off here. By the way, welcome aboard, Heather. Good to have you with us this morning. I'm so glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Is this why men grunt to one another and don't speak when we go out fishing? <laughs> wow. Um, I First of all, I love fishing, so there might be a woman on board. Okay, well, um, no, I, yeah, I don't want to be sexist yes. on the fishing thing. I got a fisherwoman myself for a bride. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. Men are different communicators, aren't we? Well, I do think that men have particular challenges because sometimes they just don't grow up in environments <laughs> that really value interpersonal You're connection. Right. So I, it's my husband's an introvert. He um, would probably say he was not good at conversation, but now he is thriving in that area. Mm. Mm, what made the difference? I got to know that. We can't leave that. All right. The difference is we started to figure out the mindsets that people need in order to enjoy a warm, loving connection. And we figured out the kinds of questions to ask in every area of what it means to be human. So you'll never get lost starting a conversation or continuing a conversation again. Have I, have I made you interested? Yes, you have. What? Okay. So let's start with the mindsets in the, in the book, you have uh, what you call four mindsets of a loving conversation. What are these mindsets? Well, the mindsets are absolutely critical. And and part of the, the joy that Ash and I have, my husband and I are in ministry. We love helping churches think about creating cultures of evangelism. I'm on campus. I care deeply about creating environments of belonging. And I realized people have lost the art of how to have a loving conversation. And so as I began to research the social science and also what the Bible says about loving connection, I discovered these four mindsets. So in any conversation... You have to be curious, believe the best, express concern, and share your life. 
And most people are very deficient in the first two. We've lost the art of interpersonal curiosity, meaning we're not curious about people. And we're approaching people with suspicion, judgment, and argument rather than believing the best about them. And we've also lost our sense of what a conversation is for. So a lot of my research talks about what are we actually doing when we have conversations with each other? <laughs> that's a good That's a good question. <laughs> I, want, I want to go back. I've, I've been watching a... Uh, pretty exhaustive documentary on Anne Boleyn, who was the second wife of King Henry VIII. And I was so fascinated by something. And I only can conclude they didn't have social media. They had a lot of time to think. But the secret notes that we have documents of from Anne Boleyn, who, by the way, was beheaded by Henry VIII. He was a crazy man. But their communication was so thorough and nuanced and no, both in spoken language and in written, we, we've got a lost art of communication in general, don't we, Heather? Well, we do, and so many factors are contributing to it. So social media means that you're expressing your opinion a lot of the time, but you're not having warm and loving connection. We've also created a climate of what's called the outrage industry, where students believe that communication is about outrage and argument. So what I discovered, if you want a warm and loving connection, which all the social science says is really the foundation for a happy life, it also helps your health and it helps your spiritual life. So it's very motivating to learn how to do this. And so what you're learning is conversation is really about encouragement, helping people grow, helping people marvel. And nobody knows how to do that. So I began to look at research and what the Bible says, okay, when you're with someone, your goal isn't to win an argument. Your goal is warm and loving connection. So always be thinking, how can I encourage this person? How can I help them grow in their goals? And how can I lead us to a state of worship or marvel? Can you imagine having Mm, conversations like that? Yeah, but here's the problem. Aren't people going to think you're weird? We don't even do that anymore. They will not think you're weird. In fact, you're going to have more friends than you know what to do with. So once I researched this book and began to put it into practice with my colleagues and even people that I would say are difficult to connect with, I started with my four mindsets and what the six pathways are, they represent the six dimensions of what it means to be human. So you can ask questions in one of six categories, the social, the physical, emotional, cognitive, volitional, and spiritual. And don't worry, it's very easy in the book. You'll understand what those are. And when you start asking people questions beyond how are you or asking about sports or the weather, what happens is they feel a warm connection. Their brain, they get a dopamine release. It's it's inherently pleasurable when people, when you're asking questions about them and when you're leading them through a warm and loving conversation. They're not going to think you're weird. They may think at first, like, oh, my gosh, why does this feel so good? So the first time I did this with a colleague, she said, I love having conversations with you. Will you please come back to my office next week? And so oh even, at the hair, <laughs> even at the hairdresser last night, my, I had to get my hair cut. And the stylist said to me, I love talking to you. (laughs) And he said, please don't come back in a year. Can I schedule you in six weeks? He was trying to tell me, no, please come back. So this is going to be a game changer. And for students and young people listening, it is about professional development. When you learn the art of conversation and connecting with people, you're going to thrive in your workplace, on teams, you're going to get hired more. Hmm. You're going to really feel joy. You're going to build what's called social capital, which the research is showing we need this. 
and social connection, it really staves off things like, uh, they're even linking it to lower cholesterol, you're increasing your immune system, you're lowering your cortisol levels. Having a warm connection is not a joke. It is a game changer for your health and all of your social relationships. Hmm. Game changer for all of your social relationships. That's a big promise from our guest, Heather Holloman. We're talking about this book, The Six Conversations, Pathways to Connecting in an Age of Isolation and Incivility. Uh, Coming up, let's ask Heather about the, there's a theology of a loving conversation. I mean, this is going to help you get friends. This is going to help you get jobs. How does this help with the gospel? We'll talk about that coming up. Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, she's an associate teaching prophet, Penn State speaker, author, got a brand new book out. We're going to be telling you how to get a copy of this thing. Heather Holloman is her name. This woman is sharp, let me tell you. And if you want to sharpen up and maybe deepen conversations and really cut below the weeds and get down to the heart of things, not to get in the muck, but to really get into substance, you're at the right location right now. So what is the theology of a loving conversation? Does the Bible really uh, talk about how we talk to each other? Yes, Allie. And this is what made me so excited because as a researcher, you know, as someone studying the social science research, so kind of analyzing what social sciences are saying, my question was, well, as a Christian, I wanted to know, you know, what does the Bible say about all this research we're reading? And as I looked at the four mindsets and the goals that all the researchers were saying, I thought, okay, wait a second. I've heard this before. (laughs) So Philippians 2 really changed my life. And it's a beautiful passage, especially as someone with the gift of evangelism. And I love training other people. And my husband and I love coming to churches and helping create cultures of evangelism. When you live out Philippians 2, it says to value other people above yourselves, to take on their interests. If you reread Philippians 2 with the lens of how to bond with people, how to connect with them, it expresses the mindsets, you know, believe the best about people, honor them, be curious. How do you take on people's interests and bear their burdens? Like Mm -hmm. Galatians 6 says, if you never ask, what are your major stressors? How can I help? And also Romans 12. Some people push back and they say, no, I'm not going to believe the best. Like, especially think about the holiday table or, you know, people really nervous to connect with people of different political positions or there's just a lot of, you know, argument in the culture right now. Well, Romans 12 talks about blessing those who persecute you and loving your enemies. So rather when I'm with someone who I know believes differently from me or maybe has a position that I think is morally wrong, instead of condemning them, I say, I would love to know the story about how you arrived at that position. We have a warm and loving connection. You're able to create more social change. It's wonderful to live out Philippians 2, Romans 12, and then Galatians 6 about bearing one another's burdens. And the idea of like, what is a conversation for? I really look at passages that say things like, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for helping people, you know, helping people grow only what's helpful for people to encourage them according to their needs. Think about Hebrews, spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And also the idea of always making music in your heart to the Lord leads to this idea of marveling. I love it. All right, let's get real practical, Heather, on something here. So a woman that's listening feels like, man, I want to have a deeper relationship with my husband, but he speaks little. And when we speak, we don't speak deeply. I want you to address that one first, and I'm going to give you two because you're sharp. You can handle two questions at one time. The other one is the flip side of a man wants to be the leading loving servant, 
but he's not a great conversationalist. Get us going in both of those conversations. Well, the good news is, and I'm in this, the same situation. I've been married 23 years. I want to have a loving bond with my introverted husband who, who doesn't love you know, to talk all day long. What we discovered about the six conversational pathways is you can really figure out what your partner loves to talk about. And you may simply be asking questions in the wrong category. So for example, the cognitive category. I love it when Ash asks me, Heather, what have you been thinking about today? I feel really <laughs> loved when he asks about my mind, but guess what? He hates it when I ask him that. He doesn't want me to ask him about his emotions or what he's thinking. I love but when Ash. I, ask, I love yeah, Ash. Yeah, but when I, when I ask in the physical category, he loves talking about the things he's doing, projects around the house. He loves talking about his work systems, things that relate to the physical world. He loves, even think about physical, the physical category is also about your body and things you're experiencing. So even asking your spouse, you know, how did you sleep last night? You know, engaging in a way that isn't quite as stressful as the emotional and cognitive category. Teens are the same way. If you're going to a holiday gathering and, and there are young people there, they don't, they feel stressed out if you ask in the spiritual or cognitive or emotional category. They love it when you ask them things like, Oh my gosh, tell me about how you got your hair that way. What is your <laughs> what is your hair ritual? Or ask about, did you do anything new with your dorm room? They will go on and on and on. So Carl, people are asking category, they're asking questions in the wrong categories. categories. I love that. Yes. How can this help us with the gospel? I think I want to land here because I, I yes. many of us were raised in a uh, in a church environment where sharing the gospel was important, but maybe we didn't have a lot of instructions. So, you know, you might go up to a perfect stranger and say, hey, do you want to hear about Jesus? Or you 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 yes. work with your classmate to try to work Jesus into the conversation. What's the best approach when it comes to pair what you're talking about in this book with how we eventually get to the gospel? Because that's our ultimate goal is to see people come to know the Lord. Yes. And the book Sex Conversations is really a companion book to our book on evangelism called Scent, because so many churches had that question like, okay, something's going wrong. This feels like a sales pitch. I don't like this. What I have found is when you are warmly connected with someone, you're enacting the four mindsets and the three fresh goals gospel conversations begin to flow naturally and they begin to flow in these ways that you're not going to believe how easy it is for you to talk about Jesus. For example, when I'm walking to school with my Hindu neighbor, I would just start sharing about my life. You know, that's one of the four mindsets. You have to share your life. And I would ask questions about, you know, what does your tradition say about Jesus? I would ask in the cognitive and spiritual categories. And one day I said to her, does it bother you that I talk so much about Jesus? And she said, no, I want to hear everything you have to say about him. She not only prayed to receive Christ, she led her family to the Lord, oh, her wow. two children and her husband. Wow. And I have colleagues that are obviously atheists and at Penn State, you know, I'm probably, it's hard to find Christian professors, as you know. Yes. So when I'm sharing my life and really listening and I've got that warm and loving connection, say, for example, I asked a colleague, you know, tell me your major stressors or what have you been thinking about? When they turn the question back to me, this happened on Monday. Someone said, well, what about you? What have you been thinking about? I said, well, I'm reading the book of Jeremiah. And this person is not a Christian. And I just said, and I'm learning about this idea of what it means to live in exile, because sometimes as a Christian, I feel like this is not my home. She loved it. She was fascinated. She was like, tell me more. That's great. Yeah, because I'm connected to her. Yes. And so a lot of people ask, Heather, you just have a special gift of evangelism. You, you, God just does this. Well, my husband 
who's an introvert, who would say he doesn't have the gift of evangelism, just led our 85-year-old neighbor to the Lord. And they do discipleship every Friday because he learned how to have a loving conversation that, that led naturally to a gospel presentation. So cool. Heather, we love having you on here, sister, and we could go on forever, but we're going to put a comma here and let folks grab your book right now. Guys, it's called The Six Conversations, Pathways to Connecting Again in an Age of Isolation and Incivility. You got that person around you, they're like duking it out with you. Maybe if you take a new pathway to conversation, (laughs) no, seriously, right? Yeah. Maybe you take a new pathway, that'll all dissipate. God's got a plan here, and Heather's put it in print, and it's awesome. You can find this at moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So you get on an airplane and you sit down, and do you talk to the person next to you, or do you put on the headphones or put on a screen kind of disappear into the flight. I think different scenarios, you, I might do one or the other. Certainly. Sometimes I'm up for a good airplane chat. Sometimes oh, yeah. I put the headphones in and try to maybe catch up on uh, sleep or a show or something. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to hear a little snippet. I, I record a podcast for Moody Radio, and I interviewed a woman. She's in the Boom Crew. She might be listening right now. And her story is one of the most memorable stranger conversations that I've ever heard. So uh, she boards an airplane, an international flight from Chicago to Sweden, and she sits down. She wasn't in her right seat. She actually ended up getting reassigned to the middle seat of the middle row in one of those big jetliners. So where there's there's uh, maybe a set of four seats on one side and then five or six in the middle and yeah. then another four. So this was a big airplane. And she's in the middle of the middle, which is probably the one of the most undesirable seats. Oh, goodness. Because yeah. you are crunched between <laughs> people. Are. If you want to get up, you got to climb over a couple people <laughs> and do the, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, you got to do all of that. So she sits down and she gets out a book and she noticed the woman next to her. She's also reading a book. And so the conversation starts with, uh, hey, what are you reading? What are you reading? I want you to take a listen to a little snippet from Britta. She talked to me first because I was I had already kind of isolated, like took out a book I was going to be looking at, was going to stay in my own safe zone, you know, and she just struck a conversation up with me like, you know, what are you reading? So after I explained what I was reading, I just reciprocated and said, well, what are you reading? So that's kind of where it all began. I don't think I expected to really start opening up and really having a conversation, a deep conversation, but it really went there and went there pretty quick. And I had a curiosity when she said she was reading the Bible. It just opened the door to her asking me questions. Um, where I talked to her about, well, yeah, I grew up in the church and yeah, I've heard of Jesus. I mean, but I knew nothing at all about him being my savior, him, anything that really connected me, connected me personally. And so she began just sharing the gospel. It became alive and real. I'd never, when she showed me that it was Jesus, that bridge, that gap. I knew. I believed it. I believed it to be real, not a story that I grew up with. Like it never resonated. And so she led me on a prayer, led me in a prayer right there on that plane. And 
I accepted him as my savior. That is Britta, who's in the Boom Crew, and her full story is actually recorded in a podcast called Snapshot Testimony. If you want to hear that full episode, I want to get you the link. Listen to it later if you can. You might want to listen to it on your drive home. But the episode is called Saved on a Plane. You'll hear this incredible story of a conversation between two strangers. And then Britta goes on to explain how that relationship, now 30 years later, is still going. These two strangers on an airplane, one leads the other to Christ and a lifelong friendship is born. Saved on a Plane is the episode. The podcast is called Snapshot Testimony. I'll give you the link. Just text the word snapshot to 312-274-9624. Text the word snapshot to 312-274-9624. I'd love to hear from you. Have you had one of those moments, a conversation that still stands out in your mind in a good way, the memorable in a good way? I want to keep saying that because I know that there's a lot of conversations that can bring pain and heartbreak. We want to celebrate those conversations that, wow, they bring joy. They're life-changing. Do you have one? 312-274-9624. Coming up. Young Thunder does. His happened at a McDonald's of all places. A conversation with a stranger at McDonald's years ago that still is memorable. Give us your story too. 312-274-9624. Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden fresh, or regular, or larger size of salad, chef or garden, or yep. chicken salad, oriental. Mickey D's. <laughs> That was the site of Jonathan's memorable conversation. Yes. You were an employee. I was. You were in high school high going school. into college? Yeah, right? I think high I was. school age. I was probably in my senior year at this time. Uh, had been working there for a while at yep. this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know what? I was a junior, so it was still within my first year because yeah. I had to go on a college visit. We're talking about memorable conversations, that moment in a conversation that you still recall in a good way made a positive impact in your life. Tell us your story, Jonathan. Yeah, so I was working at this McDonald's in high school, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, Didn't really know what I was good at. uh, So I had just decided hey, I'm going to be a police officer. Okay. You had a good a heart that you, you love to serve people. Love to serve people. Okay. I, I, I thought this was something, hey, I think I can do this. Okay. Uh, and so that's what I had to kind of decided for myself that I'm going to do. So I am finishing up school in McDonald's working for my part-time job. And this regular customer and her husband come in like, Almost every night for like ice cream cones. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And and I worked a lot, so I took their order a lot. Uh, and and so they got used to seeing me. I got used to seeing them. And one particular time after taking their order, I gave the woman her change, and she said, "Thank you, Radio Man," and then walked away. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, what? Thank you, Ray. Okay, I'd never heard that one before." And but quick reminder: He was a, a youngin then. Yes, I was <laughs> sixteen, seventeen years old. Yes, with no, no mention of nothing had been mentioned about radio. Nope, not one single thought okay. in my mind. Yep, and uh, and so. I was like, radio, man. Okay. Well, you get, you know, you get all types of customers at McDonald's. So I'm going to let that, I'm just going to let it slide. I'm not going to ask questions about it. it That's what it is. And so I kind of let it be. And then she keeps calling me. They come in all the time. So I have multiple different interactions with her and that's what she keeps calling me. And so 
a couple months had passed by and I finally asked her, I said, okay, what, what are you calling me radio man for? I have to know. And she said, well, I just think you have a great personality for radio. Oh. And, oh, and she said, have you ever thought about what you want to do when you graduate high school? And I said, I, I have, I'm going to go to Western Illinois and I'm going to go into criminal justice to be a police officer. And she said, can I tell you something? And I said, yeah. And then she says, I know you probably won't, it won't, it won't mean much coming from me because you don't know me. But if you do that, I'm going to be extremely disappointed in you <laughs> because you're wasting your talents. You need to go to college for communications and radio broadcasting and you need to be on the radio. And oh, I was like, okay, like, thank you. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a great compliment. Yeah. And I, that's what I took it as was a compliment. Mm-hmm. And I went and I told my parents and they were excited and they were like, yes. And they were like, you know, Moody, cause they both went to Moody. So they were like, <laughs> Moody is a, is a great school for communications. My dad said, I'll get you out of school for a day if you go and visit it. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> um, I came, I ended up applying. I got in, I went into communications for radio broadcasting. And lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. And lo and behold, I'm here. And I got the chance to go back and tell her wow. before oh, school started. Did? That was my I question. Did. Okay. I did. I, you know, she was still going to McDonald's. Still getting ice cream cones. And I was still working there. And so one night I, I was going in to pick up a paycheck and I saw her and I was like, okay, I got to tell her. So I, I walked in and I said, hey, I just want you to know, I took to heart your conversation. I said, I, I am now going to Moody Bible Institute for radio broadcasting. And I said, and it's because of what you said to me. And she said, I have been praying for you since we had that conversation. Oh, wow. And that was a stranger, a complete stranger yeah. who saw something in me that I had no idea was in myself. And she changed my life. Wow. God used her to change my life. My goodness. That gives me chills. Too. I love hearing I, those stories story. because you never know what kind of seed can be deposited mm. in a conversation. And sometimes you get the f- come full circle kind of moment where you know the impact it had. Mm-hmm. You don't always get that, but I would love to hear from you. Do you have a story like that, like Jonathan's, a conversation that, man, you didn't even realize how significant it was until maybe a while later, but that conversation, yep, that one still stands out in your mind in a good way. What has been your best, most memorable conversation that you can remember? 312-274-9624. Could have been someone speaking over your life. It could have been a gospel presentation. Tell me about that conversation that you remember. 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Conversations are so full of opportunity. But think about the simple act of opening your mouth and speaking and and mm. communicating with another person. A lot of times you exchange information, you exchange pleasantries, but really there's an opportunity to make a heart connection where you go a little deeper with somebody, where you plant a seed, where you offer a word of encouragement, where you ultimately bring truth and hope to a heart that really needs it. 
Maybe someone did that for you in a conversation. Let's uh, go to Philip from Aurora, who's calling in this morning. Philip, I can't wait to hear this one. Tell me about that <laughs> memorable conversation. You're going back a lot of years here, my brother. I am. My sister, I'm going all the way back to 1962. So as the kids say, let's go back. Let's okay. go way back. <laughs> you know something? I was I was 10 years old, and it was a it was a Saturday morning. I was just walking down the street, and as a 10-year-old, you aren't really aware of how you carry yourself. And there was a voice behind me. Uh, it was a female voice, and she kept saying, young man, young man. And I turned around, and it was this older lady. I was 1962 in Aurora. This very old, gentle-looking white lady says, young man, I've been watching you for a while, and I can tell that you are a very intelligent young man, but you don't carry yourself like you have any ambition or gumption. And she used the word gumption. Mm. And she says, you need to change the way you walk. She said, hold your head up and put your shoulders back and walk with purpose. Wow. And I'm looking at her like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but that conversation with that lady, you know, I, I keep thinking of Hebrews. It's Hebrews 6 about how we entertain angels unaware. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I've carried that with me, with my children, with my grandchildren, just how important it is the way we carry ourselves. And I was mindful of that from that point on, I wow. actually changed the way I walked, you know, and I said, well, I'm going to walk with purpose because that lady says that I'm smart, you know, and that I have, I have intelligence and I, I can be something. Wow. And that little five minute conversation, you know, on New York street in Aurora, Illinois changed the way I carried myself to this day. Wow. That's incredible. Thanks, Philip, for calling in this morning. What a sweet wow. story. Have the verse old. ten years old. I want to get give you that verse. You may be going, what verse is he did he mention? Is Hebrews thirteen two, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have un- entertained angels unawares. There is this scripture does uh tell us that there are interactions that may don't fully have explanations. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. You know, yeah. so and you you just never know. And so for a woman to notice all of that in a young man, and he could have easily dismissed it, mm-hmm. but there was something about yeah. what she said and the way she said it in the moment that she caught him. God will do that. He will use somebody to speak a word into your life. Maybe somebody who you know Oftentimes, it unex- comes from an unexpected voice. Have you ever had an unexpected voice? You, Jonathan, you just shared. Yeah. You never would have expected it was a woman from McDonald's who was a pretty close to a stranger to you. Yeah, just about just about as much as you can interact with a stranger on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah, <laughs> it was... ordered ice cream cones at McDonald's who said, hey, you need to be going into radio. Yeah. Hang on with the team after the show. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. Super tough weekend for Chicago sports, man. <laughs> sports all the way around. I mean, here we go. Bears, they looked so good that first half. Losing to the Packers 28-19. to Of course, they are on a bye week. Uh, Colts, I, I really have no idea what happened here. Losing to Dallas 54 to 19. Uh, Blackhawks with a loss to the Islanders shut out three to nothing. They visit New Jersey tomorrow. Bulls, even though Levine had 41 points, they lost to Washington. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, they lost to Washington. Uh, they will host Washington, that is, on Wednesday. I'm sorry. They lost to the Sacramento Kings. They lost to the Kings 110 101, hosting Washington on Wednesday. Then finally, yep, the U.S. men's 
were eliminated in the World Cup over the weekend as well. My goodness. Woo! Wow. Really couldn't There's have gone sports. any worse. I feel no. like, okay, um, it's not me. I'm just the messenger. Oh. That, that was really tough. Yeah. And thanks for playing tough. that music, which really yeah, helps. Well, I mean, what am I supposed mood. to do? Yeah. You could play something celebratory. Ooh. Really? I don't for... know. Yeah, for what? Tell me something I should celebrate. Well, I mean, I guess Green Bay celebrating, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be party to that. <laughs> oh, man. Someone texted in this morning that there was an eighth grade. Their eighth graders cheerleading team won, uh, is headed to state. Yes. yes. There we go. I think it was Mokina. There we go. So shout out to the Mokina eighth grade cheerleading team. Thank if you. If you've got some sports news... Send it to us. Send us your uh, personal positive, positive sport news. Yeah. Did you throw a really nice pass in a turkey bowl game on during Thanksgiving? Hey, I mean, go ahead and let us know. Did your kid win a sixth grade basketball game over the weekend? Woo! Just spam us with the best sports news you you have over the last couple days. It's got to be some. something recent. We want it. We want fresh news around here. Yes. But if you want to give us some fresh sports news, that's celebratory <laughs> right? send it text us 312-274-9624 i will shout out as many as i can for just a couple minutes only sports <laughs> news from the boom crew 5660 says my niece won first place in her dance competition congrats yes. nice All shout right. out to uh, julian who scored 24 points in two basketball games as a seventh grader Woo! fantastic 0422 says my daughter's first basketball game they won Eight to four. Yes. Oh, yes. Twenty two fifty University of Chicago's men's soccer team won the NCAA nice. uh, division championship. That's amazing. That is yes. really awesome. Got a couple more. The Glenview Blizzard Bantams team won five to two. A nail biter. <laughs> what sport was that? I, I think that had to be basketball. Must be basketball. Oh, I love it. Five to two. And one more for you. Cornerstone Christian Academy of Sycamore, the boys won last Thursday both basketball games, varsity and JV. Nice. Very nice. Thank Woo! you for sharing your sports Thank story. You. I feel a little bit better. I, I don't know too. about you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to get back to our central passage. We're going to the book of Colossians. How do we make sure that we have the kind of conversations that build people up? What one thing always needs to be there to ensure a good conversation? We'll look at scripture coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. That's Colossians 4, 5, and 6. This is the time of year where you gather maybe more than any other time. We've got a holiday part, a work, a moody a holiday party, several of them coming up. There's yeah, a, you're right. a Moody Bible Institute one that's coming up this week. Yeah. There's a, lunch, a brunch. Uh, there's a, we're having a radio, a little radio gathering at another time this week. 
And that's familiar, right? I mean, you have holiday invitations, you have workplace gatherings. This is the time of year where people get together. This is the time of year where you're going to be gathering with family. So how do we prepare for those conversations, particularly when we are talking with people who do not know Jesus? A couple things that I see in this uh, couple verses in Colossians, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. So there's wisdom that's required in these conversations. So that means, how would you apply that? Apply wisdom to a conversation with somebody who doesn't know Jesus? Well, I think first you got to listen. Oh, that's good. So wisdom doesn't happen from, you know, just wanting to get all the words out Uh and speaking. I also think, Allie, uh, you were saying this, and I think that this is really important, is that understanding that Everybody needs something different. Yeah. And so the way that you use wisdom is to listen, understand a person and to say, what does this person need? And adjust. Yeah. Adjust how you want to say something, even if it's not necessarily the way you want to say it, because it may not be the per- what the person needs. It's good. So then verse six says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And that gets to what Jonathan was saying. So speech, our speech should always be gracious. That's the one thing that should always be there. We're leading with grace, but that's seasoned with salt. There's going to be a different flavor to each conversation. My answer to one person may be slightly different than how I answer another person. And we know this to be true because the conversation you have, you know, I remember I did my boom kids segment, which, oh man, that one ran for a couple of years. We kind of retired it for a a season because COVID obviously with schools being closed, but there were conversations that I would have with second graders that were totally (laughs) different than I would have with the second grade teacher when I would go into these schools. Yeah. So you, with kids, you're kind of wanting to get down to their level and wanting to communicate in a way that they're understanding you. You don't have a a high level conversation where you're using big words and you try to meet Mm -hmm. a kid where they're at. And we do that naturally. You ever heard people go into kind of baby talk when they see a Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Why, why do we do that? Why do we instinctively start going, oh, you so, you, 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 why do we do that? Yeah, no one told you to do that. No, it's just happens. No, like instruction manual. This is how you should talk to a baby. Oh, well, they right. must understand you. Exactly. So we learn to kind of adapt based on who we're talking to. And it's it's biblical. It's seasoning with salt. It's giving a different flavor. Were you going to say something, Jonathan? Uh, the only other thing I was thinking of kind of going along with that is we know it because we ourselves do it. It's like, Allie, uh, last week you were like, hey, can I even say that I have like a favorite Bible verse? And <laughs> and the kind of the notion that we came to was, yes, you can, because it's something that speaks directly to you and yeah. fits you in a unique way. Mm-hmm. We all need even the word of God fits us in unique ways and speaks something different to each person. And in different seasons. So you might have a word of encouragement that's for one person. And you, that next person who you encounter, they may need something, they will likely need something entirely different than what you just shared with the person before you. Uh, Moody Bible Commentary pointed to 1 Peter 3.15 as kind of a parallel passage here. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So again, it's this idea of, being prepared to speak to somebody, to respond, to give answers, to have a conversation that is 
just for them, where you're paying attention and you're listening. And then it says, our answers should not be harsh or boring, but rather should be a delicate blend of tact or grace and wit or spice or seasoning crafted for each individual person. That's uh, right out of the Moody Bible commentary. Twelve days of Christmas. Here we are. We are opening today's gift. We are on Facebook Live, so if you are near a computer, you can get it on your phone. You can see the action. Let's introduce today's winner. Today's winner. Congratulations to Dana from Chicago. Woo-hoo. Yes. Hi. Good. Thank you so much. Good I'm morning. so excited. How long have you been this listening is- to Moody Radio? Oh, gee, probably about uh, 10, 10 years or so, at least, well, at awesome. least 10 years. Well, I love you guys. God bless you for all that you do. Oh, well, we Aww. are so excited that you are today's winner. We're going to get a gift from under the tree for you. Super Die is going to be the gift picker. Tell us, uh, do you have a preference in wrapping paper color? We've color got to get what colors trees. do we have? Hmm. Polka dots. Yeah. You choose. I, okay. I don't know. I'm just... Okay. okay. I'm going to go for polka dots. Okay. Here. Super Die is okay. going under the tree. And she's right. going to pick a beautifully wrapped polka dot. It's red with Ooh, white dots. Very nice. Perfect. Oh, a big one. Perfect. I have seen this one since the beginning, and oh. it just intrigues me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm just going to open it. I just okay, have this to. This is a really Look big box. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, nice. It's like snowflake ribbons. Okay. Okay, rip into oh, a die. You don't have to it. save the wrapping paper. I know. <laughs> it's that savory you know, mindset. My mom used to always okay. make us open neatly to save the paper. We don't have to here do go. that here. You've got to open go, messy. Go. Yes. What yes. is it? Okay. Yes. Diana, you're not getting the present. you got to give it away. <laughs> How exciting. What nice. do we have? Um, I'm doing my best. I'm pulling Help the ribbon fa- for you guys. Help me find, I am. It. Help me find this it. This is awesome. Is it? Wait, 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 wait. We're looking at a sheet of paper. That's our cheat sheet that has our uh, tells us what the gift is. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, very nice. Oh. Okay. I just lost it. Awesome. <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> Oh man, it. this is live radio. We're trying to figure and it out. I love is it. it this one? No. 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 Is it? Hold on. You we are, are leaving awesome. a suspenseful <laughs> bottom okay. one. Very last yeah, one. Yeah, very last That's one. It. I'm so sorry. Normally, <laughs> I'm, normally I'm a little smoother and I'm a little quicker to get to. Okay. So this is our most wonderful time of the year gift yes. pack. Thanks for the help on that one to Lisa, who's pointing to me. It's this one. <laughs> Awesome. Most wonderful time of the year. So this is going to be a Victrola Bluetooth oh, Bluetooth enabled record player. Oh, very nice. And Whoa. then you're going to set the mood with a modern Christmas album. Super Dies, open the album right now. Albums. Albums. The Albums. Album Albums. is for King and Country as well as an old classic from Bing Crosby. So you get an old school, oh. kind of new school record player. Bluetooth enabled, oh, I tell you. For King and Country oh and Bing Crosby. Oh my goodness. It's going to be playing wonderful. in your home yes. all Christmas season and even I longer if you'd that. like. And then Super Die, who's our online winner today? Oh, oh, we oh, have an oh, online oh. winner who's also going to get the same prize pack. Jan from Palatine. Jan from Palatine. Jan. So it. Jan and Dana Yay. are today's oh. big winners. It is 12 that days of Christmas. So awesome. Oh, I love these gift packs. This is, I want to make sure you're entered into Win Be Listening every day. Around 8 30 is when you get the cue to call in. And then, of course, the fun happens at 8 40, the live opening. 
Make sure you're in the hat, though, for our online portion. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Text Christmas to 312-274-9624. And if you're on Facebook, we still on? That arm wave is me cueing a song, in case you're wondering. I told Jonathan, hey, play that song. (laughs) That's That's what that was. See you tomorrow. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.